0: Welcome to the NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast, where you send us your money questions and we answer them with the help of our genius nerds. I'm Sean Piles. This week we are kicking off a new travel series that we're calling This or That. Basically, we boiled down some of the most common questions about booking travel into head-to-head comparisons. First up is a face-off of Airbnb versus hotels. Booking Airbnbs used to be one of the go-to ways to save on lodging, But these days, cleaning fees have skyrocketed, and guests aren't getting the same hospitality that they used to. NerdWallet's travel team did an analysis of over 1,000 Airbnb reservations to see how much people can really expect to spend on Airbnbs. NerdWallet travel writer Sam Chemis is here today to tell us about the results. Sam, welcome back to Smart Money. Thanks, Sean. Great to be here. So when people are traveling, one of the main concerns for booking accommodations is cost and it's a bit hard to compare whether a hotel or an Airbnb is cheaper because that varies so much based on each property but Airbnb cleaning fees are an easy cost to compare you have to pay them when you book an Airbnb and you don't have to pay them when you book a hotel according to the data your team collected how much are Airbnb cleaning fees on average
1: yeah so they vary quite a bit you know they there are properties with no cleaning fees And then there are properties with several hundred dollar cleaning fees. What we found was that the median cleaning fee on a listing
0: on a one night stay was $75. Okay. What strikes me is that that could be almost the cost of a night staying at a kind of cheap hotel. It seems expensive to me.
1: Yeah, totally. And that's the thing about Airbnb is if you're staying just one night, you're going to get hit with that cleaning fee on top of whatever the rate is. That's... Sort of baked into the price, and mm-hmm. it can be a huge part of the price. I mean that we found that that was about twenty to thirty percent of the listed price, uh, meaning that the cheaper the Airbnb, the cheaper the cleaning fee. But there are like some big exceptions.
0: If I was a cynical person, I would say that people and Airbnb are using cleaning fees to disguise the true cost of one of these rentals. Yes. <laughs> And I could go on and on. You know, it's this thing that's been going on in the travel
1: industry over the last decade or so called drip pricing. And it's this idea that prices are dripped out throughout the checkout flow. And mm-hmm. that by the time you check out, you're basically so exhausted
0: uh, mentally from all of these add on fees that you just say, oh, whatever, I'll just pay it. Yeah, I've been there. Also, listeners may hear that my neighbors are doing some yard work right now. So if you hear a sawing or buzzing or blowing, That's what's going on. Hey, and my toddler is screaming, so they may also hear that. Background noise galore. All part of the fun, okay. Well, one thing that I wanted to mention is that I've stated at Airbnbs that not only have cleaning fees, but all these instructions, what I'm supposed to do before I check out. Things like taking out the trash and taking the sheets off the bed. And I find that a little bit annoying, honestly, because I'm trying to be on vacation, not have to clean. But when you add on the cleaning fee on top of all these things that I have to do, I start to wonder whether it's really worth it to pay more for a hotel that doesn't have a cleaning fee.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And I share your frustration. There's like nothing worse than paying a $100 cleaning fee and then being asked to, you know, empty the dishwasher before you go or whatever it is. I begin
0: to wonder what the cleaning fee is actually going toward.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, it often does go towards a professional cleaner who comes in after the fact but it's still a little frustrating and you know airbnb has definitely heard this complaint it's it was like the complaint of 2022 i feel like people finally got fed up with cleaning fees and having to clean up after themselves and they have made some improvements so for most people uh when you're searching on airbnb you can now toggle to see cleaning fees in the search results so you see the total cost instead of
0: just the base cost so you don't have to click all the way through to see that cleaning fee. well one thing that people also might know is that hotels hide fees too I thinking about resort fees here can you explain to listeners what resort fees are exactly yeah I could go into the long sorted history of resort fees which started at resorts
1: uh, where they were basically add-on fees for using things like the stand-up pedal board or whatever you know you got access to all of this stuff by paying the resort fee. But what hotels realized was, oh, we can just add this on as a required fee at any hotel. So you see them all over the place. Now, they're not always called resort fees. Sometimes they're called destination fees or amenity fees. But the idea is it's not an optional fee. You're not paying for a particular thing. Uh, It's included in the price, but it doesn't show up until that final checkout screen usually. Naturally. And
0: how much did they typically cost?
1: Yeah, we analyzed over 100 hotels in the US. Uh, and among those that charged a resort fee, the average fee was about 42 bucks, And that was 11% of the overall cost. So lower than the Airbnb cleaning fees, uh, but still
0: pretty major. But also, it seems to be part of fewer hotel bookings versus it's more common on Airbnb. Totally. All right. Well, it seems like in the Airbnb versus hotel debate, fees are maybe easier to avoid at hotels? Or what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'd say overall, it's easier to avoid resort fees. I mean, for one thing, you can just find hotels that don't charge resort fees. And it's very hard to find Airbnbs that don't charge them, as you said. The other thing is that there are some tricks like you, you know, if you have elite status and you book with points at Hyatt, for example, they don't charge you the resort fee, which can save you quite a bit. And there's no equivalent at Airbnb, right? Uh, and Airbnb cleaning fees are just really hard to avoid because they're just so pervasive. So the best thing to do there is to stay longer. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, that may not fit your travel plans, but that's where this hotel versus Airbnb trade off really comes in. If you're staying, seven nights, well, then that, you know, $75 cleaning fee gets washed out across those seven nights. uh, So it makes it a little less
0: intrusive. Uh, Whereas if you're just staying one night, you got to eat that whole thing, right? Yeah. Well, didn't you also look into which is better to book for a longer trip, month, week-long trip, potentially Airbnbs and hotels? Yeah. And
1: there, Airbnb is the clear winner. Uh, A lot of properties. Uh, Actually, charge a discount for week long or month long stays. So, in addition to that cleaning fee getting diluted, you also get an actual amount knocked off the rate. So, the nightly rate for an average seven night Airbnb stay was 32% cheaper than a one night stay. And for a 30 night stay, it was 46% cheaper
0: than a one night stay. So, almost half as expensive per night to stay for a full month rather than for just one night. Yeah. That does make sense. I've typically found Airbnb's most useful for group trips. Does that end up panning out when you think about, okay, I have five friends, we all want to go on vacation. If we stay at a hotel, we'll have to get either a very fancy large room that could be expensive versus perhaps a moderately affordable Airbnb. How does that shake out?
1: Yeah, we did an analysis of this and it's tricky, right? But you can do something to say, well, if you have a group of eight people, you're going to need at least two hotel rooms. And so we compared sort of large Airbnbs versus how much it would cost to get multiple rooms in a hotel. What we found was that an Airbnb for six people was about 33% cheaper than booking, say, three hotel rooms. But the average hotel was 29% cheaper than booking an Airbnb for two. But a big caveat there, which is Airbnbs and hotels are really different, right? So it's hard to compare apples to apples here and say, you know, this Airbnb was just as nice as this hotel. And you want to be super careful with reading the Airbnb listing to make sure it has all the amenities you need. I booked one recently for a group of people and it said it had five bedrooms, I think. But really, it was just this weird like labyrinth of connected bedrooms where there were no doors between any of them. And so we were basically all just sleeping in like one big room. And it sounds like a very
0: intimate experience. Yeah, that's the Airbnb special, right? Or you can reach out and hold hands in the middle of the night if you want to potentially. But I've also had a similar experience where it seems like some hosts on Airbnb have very generous definitions of what they call a bedroom or even a bed. I <laughs> personally don't think that a futon is actually a bed because it's just not comfortable enough or maybe like a 10-year-old mattress is technically a bed, but it's going to be a pretty uncomfortable one.
1: Yeah, there is a you know a part of the Airbnb listing where they've tried to make this clear where it breaks it down by bedroom, which beds are in each room, but it's not always totally clear. I recommend also searching through the reviews and maybe specifically searching bed or mattress or whatever the thing is that you're looking for to see if you can
0: sort of nail that down. Mm-hmm. And you can always ask the host too if you have specific questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes me think about how the quality of renting an Airbnb can vary so greatly. And I know you have some horror stories around Airbnb, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I've got plenty personally. And then because I've been writing about this, I get all these great emails from readers with their own horror stories and horror stories from hosts and the whole thing. But one the most memorable was one of our co-workers woke up with a bullet hole in her window that was not there the night before so she didn't hear the shot but yeah a bullet passed through her airbnb they never found the bullet which is also interesting and then i had at that same one that had all of the bedrooms that were connected there was a bat in that got in (laughs) and uh we weren't able to open the windows in the top where it was so we just had to there was like one window that we could open and we were like, running around with brooms, trying to get it out. We couldn't get it out. So we just ended up all sleeping, basically, in the basement with the window open up there, just hoping that the bat would leave. And we think it did, but we're still not totally sure. And oh, I've, heard, yeah. <laughs> I've heard tons of horror stories from hosts. You know, a lot of parties, that's the big thing for hosts, parties and mm-hmm. animals that were not be mm. there. And uh, several hosts have told me that guests have used silly string at their properties, which apparently can stain the walls and carpet. So um, I guess that's a horror story if you're a host. And honestly, it's been helpful for me to hear from the hosts all these horror stories because it kind of gives me a sense of why they have so many
0: rules and why they have such high cleaning fees. Because honestly, they have to clean up after a lot of parties. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about airbnb being my place in the past, and the thought of cleaning up after strangers who are treating my house as a party pad has made me not want to do that. So I totally understand the difficulty and the stress that would go into being a host. And I think that might be part of why you're seeing a lot more corporate management companies
1: doing more Airbnb hosting and fewer sort of mom and pops, is mm-hmm. because it's just really hard as a mom and pop. And mm-hmm. you know, if something goes wrong and someone destroys something, you know, that's your house. So it's just a very different sort of emotional experience.
0: Yeah. Well, now we want to talk about when you think a hotel might be a better bet versus an Airbnb, even if a hotel might be slightly more expensive than Airbnb.
1: It comes down to what you're looking for, right? And I think if you're looking for 24-7 service, then a hotel is clearly the winner. I just stayed at a hotel two weeks ago where the heat wasn't working in the room, which I discovered at one in the morning when it was absolutely freezing. And my toddler was in the room freezing with us. And so I called the front desk and they were super helpful and they immediately moved us into another room where the heat worked and it was great, but that would never happen in Airbnb or very rarely, right? If you called your host and said, hey, the heat's not working, you know, maybe they come and try to fix it at 1 a.m. if you're super lucky, otherwise you're just
0: going to be cold all night you're not going to be able to move into a new Airbnb the same way you can move into a new Yeah, exactly. And then the other
1: big one, since I write about hotel loyalty programs, is that Airbnb doesn't have a loyalty program, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be traveling a lot and want to earn points and miles and get elite status, then hotels can really become worth it. You know, you'll get upgrades and rooms,
0: you'll get free amenities, and you won't get any of that with an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. What are some other factors that travelers should keep in mind when they're debating between an Airbnb and a hotel? What amenities you're looking for. If you want to cook
1: for a bunch of your friends, you know, a hotel probably isn't a good choice. Uh, And then also just this idea of, you know, what is your trip about? This is what I often think about when I'm deciding between an Airbnb or a hotel. Like, am I going to this place in order to hang out? at the place I'm staying, like if I'm, if I'm going out into the woods and I want to get a cabin, well, then I probably want to stay at the cabin and play board games or whatever it is, right? But okay. if I'm going to a city where really the reason I'm going there is because I want to get out into the city and go to restaurants and go to museums, well, then I don't really care where I'm staying. I don't really care if it's Instagrammable or not. I just want somewhere to sleep. So in that case, I'll often just choose a hotel. Yeah. And then... Finally, cancellations are something that, you know, a lot of us thought about a lot during the pandemic. And generally, hotels have better cancellation policies than Airbnbs uh, because the Airbnb hosts themselves set the policy. It's not a blanket policy across all of Airbnb.
0: Got it. Going back to your point around the purpose of your trip and which might be better, I think sometimes it can also depend on What phase of a trip you might be in. I'm thinking about a vacation that I took with my friends last year where we all met up in LA and then we went out to Joshua Tree. And when we first got to LA, we had a quick Airbnb for a night, drove out to Joshua Tree, stayed at a beautiful Airbnb there for a few days that had a great kitchen, it had a hot tub, an incredible view of the area. When we were heading back to LA, we stayed at a hotel for a single night, and at that point, we weren't really in luxuriate and chill mode. We were more like, okay, let's have one final night in LA. We'll go out and get a good meal. Next day, we all have to catch flights back home. So it was more about the sheer efficiency of getting a hotel versus hanging out at an Airbnb.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm a big fan of airport hotels for that very reason. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. crash and get up and catch the shuttle to my flight. And yeah,
0: I don't care how how fancy it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one last question for you. We've talked a lot about Airbnb specifically this episode, but there are other options like VRBO. Are they typically plagued by the same issues that Airbnb has, or does it vary platform to platform? It definitely varies platform
1: to platform, and there are pros and cons. I was interested in this last year, and so I did a direct comparison between Airbnb and Verbo, which is how they like us to pronounce it now. And you know, I was looking for some ways in which Verbo was better than Airbnb, and honestly, I had a hard time finding any. Airbnb, the website just works better. They've got more options. It's just a little bit slicker. Verbo sort of positions itself as being family-friendly because all of the properties are standalone. They're not shared, so you always have the place to yourself but it's very easy to search for standalone places on Airbnb. So that's not really
0: a big differentiator. It's almost like Verbo is limiting the types of offerings they have or maybe no great benefit on their end. Yeah, I see what they're trying to do because
1: Airbnb has this reputation of being sort of, you know, a grimier, you know, couch surfing sort of experience. You know, what I didn't do in my comparison was comparing the properties to each other because I would have to stay at you know 10,000 different properties to determine whether Airbnb or verbos are generally better but my gut tells me that there's actually not a big difference in part because a lot of properties are actually listed on both platforms and like kind of what I came out of that wondering is this question of you know is Airbnb really the problem when people complain or is it just this whole you know home sharing industry in the same way that You know, is Uber really a problem or is it that the business model of ride sharing has some kinks to it that no one's ever going to work out? Okay. Well, Sam, can you please share with us your takeaway tips? Sure. First, you know, get the full picture on price. So to compare price, make sure you always get to the end of the booking process to see the final price with all the fees included, cleaning fees, resort fees, all of that and then compare those final prices rather than the initial prices. Then book for the trip you're taking. Airbnbs are generally cheaper than hotels for longer stays or for with groups of friends, but for shorter trips or with fewer people, hotels can usually provide more consistent service, no cleaning fees, and all those benefits of a loyalty program. And finally, avoid the worst Airbnb pitfalls. You know, read the reviews to make sure the amenities you're looking for are there. Uh, you know, check for the Wi-Fi speed, that sort of thing. And then finally, my number one tip for Airbnbs, bring your own pillowcases
0: and soap. It seems like you're speaking from personal experience there. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a bed pillowcase. And, and I <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Sean. And that is all we have for this episode. Do you have a money question of your own? Turn to the Nerds and call or text us your questions at 901-730-6373. That's 901-730-NERD. You can also email us at podcast at nerdwallet.com. This episode was produced by Megan Coyle. We had editing help from Tess Vigland. Kaylee Monahan mixed our audio. And a big thank you to the pros on the Nerd Wallet copy desk. Visit nerdwallet.com slash podcast for more info on this episode. And remember to follow, rate, and review us wherever you're getting this podcast. Here is our brief disclaimer. We are not financial or investment advisors. This nerdy info is provided for general educational and entertainment purposes and may not apply to your specific circumstances. And with that said, until next time, turn to the nerds.